Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of... Is this thing on? How we been, you guys? Sorry that I didn't post an episode last week. Um, Things are about to pick up for me. Like, they've been picking up. Your girl is getting back to being productive and busy. Not that I wasn't before, but my summer vacation has sadly come to an end and so last week i did not release an episode because i had a professional development which is just code for training the entire week not to mention i also worked on saturday because we had a work day because the first day of school is ergo tomorrow hello i'm recording this on sunday night so this episode is obviously going to go out monday tomorrow anyways logistics semantics y'all don't care y'all just want a dang episode and i'm sorry i need to be consistent i promise i will try my hardest to be consistent even though life is about to get very 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 hectic and busy all over again anyways how the hell are you guys i've had a um you know i don't want to call it a um pardon moi what is going on with my words um that's that's when my mind and my my mouth is going too fast at the same time. You know, that's what ends up happening. Um, a little cognitive dissonance with my mind and my mouth. Anyways, um, let's see. My week was my week was good. It's just it it it, it kind of felt like a little bit of a culture shock, but more like not culture shock because I'm not going from one culture to the next, but culture shock in the sense that you kind of experience the same same feeling of when you go back to work after being on break for a good while um it's just having to get back into the 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 swing of it and having to uh that means repairing your sleep cycle from one day to the next from going to bed from 5 a.m uh to not going to bed possibly like at 11 the latest you know and that's pretty hard for me because my circadian rhythm is very very whack right now it's off and i actually found out the reason our our circadian rhythms act out is because and it's a very very logical reasoning but i'll I'll say it in layman's terms is because by the way if you didn't know what circadian rhythm is it it's basically your sleep cycle it's it's the thing that regulates your sleep so Obviously, we have something um, that we can buy called melatonin. And melatonin is naturally already found in our bodies. But some of us don't produce as much melatonin as we'd like. So we would have to take some melatonin every now and again. And it's perfectly fine to take melatonin. You know, um, I guess just don't depend on it. But every now and again, it's fine to take a little melatonin, two melatonin. If you have to go to bed, you have to knock yourself out to go. You do what you got to do. Anyways. So our circadian rhythm, you know, when our sleep cycle is off, basically, and we try to fix it, our body responds to that in the form of it being attack. So the reason we're unable to go to sleep so quickly is because let's say you've been getting used to going to bed every day. Let's just let's just use me as an example. Every day this summer, I've been going to bed at like, 3 to 5 a.m. and then I'll wake up at like 10 a.m. Hello, sleep paralysis. Can can we get an amen? Um, 
Not really. Thank goodness I, I don't have sleep paralysis and I haven't had sleep paralysis in a very long time. But it is terrifying. If you've had it, uh, it is the most terrifying thing you can experience while you are in REM state of sleep. Anyways, so I've been going to bed every day at like 3 to 5 a.m. And that, you know, is obviously terrible. And my circadian rhythm, obviously, due to that, is messed up. And But also, I have just had anxiety. A uh, lot of it that was built up, pent up, and has manifested itself in the form of me going to bed at 3 to 5 a.m. Anyways, so now that I'm trying to currently fix my sleep schedule, it makes it all the more harder to go to sleep because my body thinks it's under attack and it shuts down. And so when I try to go to bed at an earlier time, like my body refuses to do so. Because it got so used to, my circadian rhythm got so used to going me going to bed from 3 to 5 a.m. That if I go to bed anything any anywhere earlier than that, um, it kind of goes into shutdown mode and goes into attack mode. And and, and, and that sucks because, you know, I, I am a teacher and I have to go to bed early. And there's times where I do have to stay up and work on things for my students. And, you know, currently I'm prepping stuff right now for the first day of school, which is tomorrow. Uh, which, again, you're listening to this the next day, Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time is when this podcast goes live. Anyways, disregard that. I'm recording this on Sunday night. But anyways, I'm prepping this for the first day of school tomorrow, the first entire week, you know. And so it requires me to some sometimes stay up late. So... I'm going to try my hardest to fix that. But it it can get pretty hectic and pretty hard to do that. Anyway, sorry, guys, for the long sustained pauses. Um, I heard something from my balcony outside of my apartment. And so uh, it sounded weird to me. Anyways, um, what are we going to talk about in today's podcast? Um... Uh, I don't know. Let's just go down the rabbit hole um, and um, talk about a few things that are on my mind, shall we? I saw a tweet. Let me see if I can try to find it um, on Twitter a few days ago. And I obviously reposted it because I thought it made a lot, a lot of sense. Um, If you want to see fun stuff, I guess follow me on Twitter. Um, But it was a very, very like uh, hard hitting tweet. Oh, not hit hard hitting. I wouldn't call it hard hitting, but it was. It made a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, the tweet says, um, "Stop requiring a bachelor's degree for a job that pays forty thousand a year." Now, I'm talking to all my college peeps and also people that didn't go to college because my view on. Uh, higher education and college has changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. Um, little background knowledge about me. And I think I've mentioned it before, but I do have a bachelor's degree. Um, my bachelor's in, is it's a bachelor of science in psychology and a minor in sociology. I did not have to go to school for four years because I did concurrent enrollment or known as dual enrollment while I was still in high school. So I graduated before I even graduated high school, I graduated from a local community college first with an associate's degree. And then I graduated with my high school diploma. Um, anyways, I graduated a little bit with honors. So 
I guess that makes me smart. Anyways, not we're, we're not sitting here to brag, right? Basically, I did the whole thing. You know, I went back after I had my associates. I went and got the other last two years of college, you know. And um, I finished the last two years of college in a year and a half, really, because um, I only... I failed one class. I got a D in it. Um, and, you know, just for future reference for anyone out there that's still in college, um, C's get degrees, D's don't. But also, don't just strive for a C. Try your best. I genuinely did try my best in this class, but it was just very, very, very hard. Um, so I ended up, you know, having to pay for this other course, you know, my last semester of college. Um, and I ended up taking it. Um, but it, but it was okay. I, I, I only had to take one more class because I had gotten a D in, in it. And it was my, uh, if anyone was curious or anyone even cares, it was a cognitive psychology class. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Retaking it was a lot of fun. Um, I ended up getting an A in that class. So that definitely boosted my GPA. Um, it was a really, 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 really fun class. Um, I, I had a lot of fun doing the research and writing the papers that I had to do. Um, anyhow, so I finished college within like a year and a half. I was in, in, I wasn't in university that long really to be like talking about my college life. Cause I didn't really have much of a college life. It was literally wake up, go to school, um, get home from college, said university work part-time at my church as a preschool nursery care worker and then do it all over again that's the, that was basically my life for several years um yeah so after I graduated and I got my bachelor's the plan originally was for me to go to graduate school now here's the thing I think one of the biggest scams in this country is the way that the higher education school system is set up and i know what you're thinking eva you've never bashed going back to school and getting a master's or a doctorate degree no i don't see anything wrong with wanting to do that the way in which and the extremes we have to go through in this country to receive a higher education level master's doctoral degree whatever it is you are pursuing besides a bachelor's the way the extremes and the way in which we have to go the the lengths there we go that's the word i'm looking for the lengths that we have to go through and jump hoops over to the main thing is finance that education finance a higher level degree because you do not get scholarships after your bachelor's degree and if you do there's very few out there and 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 what they're giving out is is miserable it's not even enough to pay for a semester of grad school you know but if you do get very very fortunate to pay for your semester of grad school take it and run with it because those are few and far behind to come by anyways so i haven't been able to go to back to school because i frankly don't want to take out loans Loans are the biggest scam in this country. Um, they're not set up in any way, shape, or form to benefit people. Um, and I'm talking about, look, I'm not talking about mergers. I'm not talking about hedge fund loans. I'm not talking about li liquidating your assets loans or loans for your house or any of that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about student loans, student debt. I was very, very, very fortunate that I went to an in-state 
um, college, university. I went to a community college for two years, and that was paid for by my high school, by my high school school district. So I didn't have to pay a single dime out of that. Um, and then for college, for university, I only went to it really for less than two years. Um, and I got very, very, very fortunate again that because I had such good grades in high school and I already had in an associate's degree when I transferred over to the local university, I my education got paid for in grants because I had really, really good grades. Um, even though my SAT, ACT scores were garbage, I, I'm not a good test taker. I can tell you that right off the bat. I'm amazing at proving myself in writing and in and in doing oral presentations, but I do not, am not a good test taker to this day. Anyways, so I was very, very fortunate that I graduated debt-free. I only had to pay for one of my classes, and that's the class that I previously told you about that I got a D in. That is the only time I had to pay out of pocket for my college education. Anything before or after that, nothing. I paid for my own books out of my own money, but I was already making money for my job, so that money enabled me to buy my book. No, rent out my books. By the way, rent your books out, kids. Rent your college books out. Do not buy them unless you really, really, really need them because I guarantee you after a semester, after that class ends, you will never see that book or read that book ever again. So do not do it. I recommend Chegg. I recommend Amazon. Rent your books. That's what I did. It saved me so much money. Um, I did end up buying a few books. Tell me if I've read them. No. Since I graduated college, no, I have not. So don't buy your books. It's one of the biggest scams. Anyways, I was very, very, very fortunate. I keep saying very a lot, but I was incredibly fortunate that I did not graduate with any student debt. Um, and the way I feel like you can reduce student debt is by just going to a local community college, a local university in your community. And I know what a lot of people are going to say. I don't want to stay in my hometown. I want to experience outside life. You know what? I did too until I saw how little scholarship money they were offering me. And I saw that it wasn't worth it. Because why am I going to go spend over $40,000 a semester and then not get everything covered? Like, not everybody meets that tax bracket, you know? Um, not everybody, you know, some people who have to pay for college out of pockets because their parents make too much money. Some people don't qualify for a scholarship because they're not U.S. citizens, they're not residents, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a numerous amount of reasons why a lot of scholarships and financial aid money doesn't get handed out. But I think it's so crappy that, you know, so many Americans end up having to take out student loans and then later off are left with this monumental amount of student debt that they have to pay. Like, it's crazy how much you know you have to put go through and put up with now i think the only exception to having that much student debt is for example is if you're going into a career that is obviously going to make you your money back within the year within the first five years of you graduating from that university college whatever i think then you know if you know if you want to get yourself in debt go for it you know 
Um, uh, but I, for many people, you know, I don't see that being the case. You know, you end up with $10,000, $100,000 worth of debt. And then you sit there and you think to yourself, well, if I don't pay that student debt, my credit is going to get is going to be damaged. You know, I'm not going to be able to get another loan. Like, let's say if you want to buy a house, it's going to be very, very hard for you to s prove yourself that you are a credible person if you don't pay these loans on time. They make it so hard for you to pay these stupid loans, right? Um, yeah, it just affects everything. It really, really, really does. Um, unless you're going into the medical field, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be something that makes you that amount of money in that year after you graduate, you're going to, and you know you're going to make that money back to pay off the loans, fine, great, I guess do it. Get yourself into that debt for a temporary amount of time. But it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's got to be a better way to get young people to go back to school without them having to pay an arm and a leg. And the reason I haven't gone back to school is literally because of that. I do not want to take out loans. You know, I don't think loans are made to benefit anyone. At least student loans are not. They, you know, messes all up, you know. And and here's the thing. A lot of us are young, impressionable kids when we first go to college. Not all of us, but some of us, right? And you're signing your life away. You're signing these financial aid documents that half the time you don't even know what they say or you know you're I feel like our school counselor didn't inform us as to what these you know documents really really are because you really really think about it it's a legal binding document you're giving the federal govern government permission to access all your personal information in exchange for, well, they already have all your personal information because, hello, you are a citizen of this country, but you're giving them access to all of you in exchange for them paying for school. And then sometimes they can't even cover the entire cost of it. Now, I know you're going to, you're going to, you're going to probably, you're probably going to be like, well, Eva, um, uh, universal education is not good. And you know what? I have, you know what I have to say to that? I agree. I don't think we should make uh, universal uh, education. And why, why do I say that? One, I'm not a fan of socialism, right? Although a lot of people in this country fail to acknowledge that a lot of the policies that we do have instated in this country are coming from a socialistic standpoint. You know, uh, Social Security is the main one. That is a socialist policy. Healthcare is a socialist policy. Um, Head Start, you know, all the community... Uh, programs that were started are all a result of socialism um so and i'm not saying it's, it's entirely bad socialism isn't entirely bad if utilized the right way but i don't necessarily i'm not a fan of it i'm not a marxist i'm not a fan of it 
I'm not a Che Guevara stan. I'm not, I'm just not a fan of it. I've seen the way that it destroys all the Latin American countries and it's, it's not good. Anyways, but like, it's, it's just incredible that they trick us and by they, I mean, society, the government, you know, influential people tell us to go to college for four years and get a degree and then later on we are not given any direction and training as to how to get a job i feel like for the amount of money you are paying to go to college whether that's a community college or a community university local university state university whatever or very, very prestigious Ivy League University, for the amount of money you are paying, you should at least be guaranteed job placement in where you want to work. At least, at the very least, if you're going to, you know, get yourself into this monumental debt, they should at least promise you job security. Now, I know there's certain fields that do promise you job security, one of those being like the medical field and the legal field, but not everybody goes into the legal and medical field. So the rest of us are just kind of left there hanging, wondering, well, do I do an internship that outside, do I do an internship out of college, an internship that doesn't pay? that literally never pays but will look good on our grad school resume so we do it anyway but we're literally working like slaves and it doesn't benefit us at all um i'm not a fan of internships i really am not um anyways that's a totally different tangent but yeah we're told to go to school for four years we're told this we're told that and then you know half the time we're not even able to get jobs. I can tell you right now, and, and, and I'm saying this, you know, out of full transparency and on, honesty. Um, I've been out of college for what, now five years? I graduated in May of 2017 with my bachelor's degree. And I have had so many different jobs that are similar, but still unrelated to my field. And I can tell you every single thing I've worked in. I've been a preschool teacher at my church. I was a substitute teacher for a little bit. I was a teaching assistant, TA at a at a local private Christian school. Um, I worked in a restaurant, a vegan vegetarian restaurant, a juice bar, for about three months, part time, because I also had that other subbing job. Plus, I was also still working at my at my church as a preschool nursery care worker um and now i'm a co-teacher which is a little bit of a step up from a teaching assistant but i'm i'm basically a full on teacher and i i make lesson plans i create lesson plans and i do all that stuff um and i do just as much as the regular teacher that's my job title now i've been working as a teacher now for a year over little little over a year um so yeah all those things have been great they've shaped me into the person that i am they've given me oh also and i worked at briefly for about three months no two months i worked at a outpatient center as a case manager social worker um 
did not like that job at all. Um, my heart goes out to social workers. You guys do a lot. I respect you guys so much. It was just not the job for me. Anyway, so I did that for two, two and a half months. It was great clinical experience. I really, really got to see a diverse amount of mental health cases, but it, it just wasn't for me. And, not, and that's not to say that I'm completely discarding away the mental health field, because I'm not. Um, but it just what the way things were run in that outpatient facility, and for legal purposes, I won't say which one. Um, I just didn't like it. Did not, was not in support of it. Um, anyways, I've had like three, four, five jobs that are unrelated, except for the one of the outpatient facility to the thing I went to school for, right? Which was psychology, is psychology. Um, I've been trying to go back to school, but I, you know, I plain and simple, I cannot afford to go back to school and I don't want to take out loans. So I'm just going to have to wait until I either get a promotion at work or I find another job or I do something else with my life, you know, because I don't want to have this immense amount of debt added to me, you know, just for the sake of going back to school. And then the hoops that you have to jump through to get into grad school, I'm talking you have to write a personal statement, you have to get like three to five, two to five recommendation letters from like professors that you used to um, work with, do research with, people that see you um, as a person of value and they cannot be family members, they have to be either former um managers or professors that you had a class with that you did research with um what else oh you have to take the gre um or the the gmat or whatever you're going to school for the lsat the um nclex what no no that's the nursing exam to pass um let's see what else am i thinking of um you have to take all these tests, right? To even get into grad school first, right? Um, the MCAT, there you go. That's the one that you take to get into medical school. school. I'm just, I was trying to think of all those. Anyways, the, the amount of times you have to jump through all these hoops to get into grad school and then for them to not even accept you. For example, I was applying to grad school since before I even graduated college. I started applying to grad school at like 18 um, because I knew that I was going to have to do all these things to get into grad school. Um, the first time I took the GRE, I was 18, 18 or 19, I believe. I took it the first time and I did all right, but I didn't get the score I wanted. Then I took it again the second time, like when I was already out of school. And then I took it again a third time, um, maybe about now, three years ago. And I told myself that was the very, very last time I was going to take the GRE because one, all those tests that you have to spend. Oh, not only that, right? All the entrance exams you have to take in order to get into grad school. You have to dedicate at least at the very least three to four months of studying to then take those tests, to then not even get the score you want because they make it incredibly hard to get that impassing score. And I know what you're saying. You could have paid a tutor. You could have taken a prep course. You could have taken it. 
you know, some kind of course to prep you for the test. Yeah, those co- those courses cost money. Have you looked up how much money it is to hire an LSAT tutor, uh, a GRE tutor? You know, it is expensive. I've looked into it. It, it ranges anywhere from 200 to $1,000 a session. It is very, very, very expensive for something that you're only going to study for max under a year, right, of studying. So after you jump through those hurdles, then you have to do all the application process of getting in. And then for grad school, at least in the psychology realm, because I was wanting to do clinical psychology, I still do want to. Out of the 100 applicants that they get, um, they'll chop that down into about 50 applicants. And then after the 50 applicants, they'll chop it down to... 30 and then after 30 15 so in the end they'll only end up admitting anywhere from 5 to 15 to 20 students at the most max i literally got told one time um when i did my grad school application for the local university that was down here um because i wanted to save money obviously and i didn't mind just going to the same university that i got my bachelor's degree and just to get my master's i didn't mind people some people don't like that but i i could care less anyways so Literally, one of the reasons I got rejected, apart from my GRE scores, um, was because apparently they didn't have enough money in their budget to let another person in, which seems incredulous to me because, I don't know if that's the right word, right term, anyways, it seems stupid to think of it that way because it's like, well, aren't you paying an exuberant amount of money to get into grad school and do the process of getting into grad school? And then you tell me the reason you can't admit me into grad school is because you do not have enough money in the budget to let someone else in. That sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. I did all I could to get into grad school and you rejected me because of that. Seems like the most stupid reason ever. But anyways, it's just unfair how many people get passed out, uh, looked down on and passed on by because they didn't have the most perfect GRE score and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then the GRE is kind of unfair because, like, a lot of the time, the components, the only components they'll really, really look at is the math and the reading, right? And there's a writing component to it as well. And... I am someone that does really, really, really well in writing. And the fact that I didn't get the chance to prove myself in writing or the the, the GRE people that scored my test didn't really, really look at the... Why why do I keep saying the word really? They didn't take the time to look at the writing component and measure my skills off of that instead of what I got on stupid multiple choice questions. It seems unfair to me because I can prove myself really well in writing rather than a multiple choice question. I feel like we should make tests more open-ended. And I know for some people that scares the crap out of them because they're so used to just selecting A, B, C, D, or, a, B, C, D, or D. But it's like you, you're you so used to that because you were so conformed to that in public school. Um, a lot of public school systems just taught standardized testing, which is literally just memorizing and recalling stuff back it's not even learning actual skills it's just memorization which is the most basic innate skill that we all have um anyways 
yeah, short-term memory is like one of the most basic things we can develop. It's not, it's not hard. Um, but anyways, I, I just found it so unfair that I would score really, really well on writing and they would not even take the chance to look at that, which I thought was stupid because in psychology, you're having to literally prove yourself in writing all the damn time. You're writing research papers. You're writing a thesis and a dissertation. You're writing an abstract. You're writing grant proposals. You're, everything is done in writing in psychology. A lot of it is done in writing. A lot of it is statistical analysis, but a lot of it is also done in writing. You're writing about a hypothesis, a proposal, you know, things that happen in the research. That's all writing. And then if you end up becoming a PhD level candidate, some of these people have to end up writing books. So then that's even more proof that you have to prove yourself in writing. And to me, it, I was flabbergasted that they didn't look at the writing component because literally that's what you do in psychology. That's like all the things you do in psychology, at least if you're going more so the research route rather than the clinical route. I wanted a mixture of both because I, I really, really liked both. I got a taste of both aspects of the clinical and the research aspect of psychology. And I really, really fell in love with both of them. Um, so I wanted to do a mixture. Anyways, yeah, so that's that's like the main reason I haven't gone back to school. I can't afford it. I don't want to take out loans. I think it's the, the, the way that the higher education system is set up is made for us to fail. It's set up for us to fail. And I can see why a lot of people take time to um, get life experience and work for a bit before they go back to school. Um, so, but I, I I think it's going back to the whole, like why make people get a four-year degree and only pay $40,000. I agree with that. Like if you're going to school for X amount of years and you're only making like 30 to 40k now i know in some regions that's enough money to sustain a family or even to sustain yourself like i'm a single woman you know i'm not married um i hope to be married someday um but i'm not married you know i'm not sustaining a child i don't have a child to sustain or a family member member to support um so for some of you that you may think well that's a pretty good amount of money to be making like that's a good salary right well, when you strip back the the fact that you have to pay health insurance and insurance on everything else and you get Uncle Sam takes away 30 to 40% of your tax earnings, you really really strip back down. That 30 40k is starting to look more like 28, 27,000k a year, which to me is still not livable. I mean, with everything going up, inflation is not a new concept. It's always been around, but $40,000 for a four-year degree, it seems a little real, it seems unrealistic and stupid to me. Like, there are people, and I'm not dissing these people because I think we need people to go to college and we also need people that don't want to go to college to go to trade school and do things like welding and plumbing and, and uh, you know, like practical hard labor, good labor jobs. We need people to take those jobs. You know, and if I could, I would go to trade school and possibly learn a trade like mechanics, you know, do something like that as well. Because I think it's also valuable to enrich your education in that way, not just sitting in a classroom for like eight to ten hours, you know, discussing a lecture on 
inequality or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, some of these people that don't even go to college for four years are making way more money than the people that do go to college and get a four-year degree. I'm not saying you are better or worse for getting a degree or not getting a degree. I'm just saying make the amount of education match the freaking salary. Is it that hard? Like 40K is really not that much. Like 50K, I think it depends on where you live. Down here where I live, 30 to 40K is not too bad. But if you go somewhere like New York or even Austin, Texas, man. I live in Texas. I don't live in Austin, Texas. I live in South Texas. I'm not going to say where because I don't want to get a stalker. But even places like Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, the north of Texas, the prices in real estate and rent and apartments and, and the cost of living is just... Ugh. It is, it is going up so, so much that having a job that only pays you 30 to 40K is literally nothing. It's not livable. After you calculate and do the research, you know, it's not livable. Yeah, you're going to have to be a penny pincher and not really do much if you, like, it's sustain. It, it can, 30 to 40K can be sustainable, but with everything going up if you really do the math it is not sustainable it's not livable 40,000 like come on right and i know you have to factor in the amount of years that people have been in that field and okay i can understand that but if you're going to make kids go to school for that long leave them with all this monumental debt the the least you can do is give them a job right out of college Promise them a job, give them job security so that then they can pay off that debt within like a year, not within five to 10 years, but within a year, that would be great. Um, but no, we keep, you know, that's the scam of it all. That's the scam in this economy. We keep adding debt and debt and debt and debt till we never get out of this ritualistic cycle of, of debt. You know, and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And and that's the reason why people are unable to buy a house, unable to make a livable wage for their rent. And it's, it's just crazy. You know, 40, 40K is barely breezing on by. You know, I I say we need to do better. You know, I say, like, for example, I'm a teacher. Teachers never get compensated enough for all the work we do. And look, I know what you're thinking. Eva, you've only been a teacher for like a year. Yes, but I've been through a lot with with kids. I've done a lot. I have saved a lot of people's... I have saved face at a lot of different places I've worked. And, And I never got compensated or recognized enough for what I did. And I know what you're thinking. Get used to that because you're not going to get the credit you deserve. You're not going to get, yeah, of course, but it would be nice if after doing all that work, you got compensated the way you should be getting compensated. It's, it's just unfair. Um, and then the, the emphasis that work is put on this country, like if you don't work, like it's, it's like the equivalent to not having a sense of purpose. I know that when we had the pandemic and a lot of people were unemployed, myself included, I was laid off. I wasn't fired, but I was laid off because of COVID. Um, it just, 
didn't help with my mental health. It didn't give me a sense of purpose. And it's sad that my sense of purpose at the time, because I didn't job, was literally based in my job and my work and what I did. Um, because that's not that's not where it should be in the first place, you know. And in America, we have this concept of we work to live. But it should really be the other way around. We live to work. Wait, we work. We work to live. We live. I don't know. There's a, there's a quote in the saying. Other countries do it differently and they're doing so well. And I just think it's so hard for us to not make our job our sole identity and feel purposeless when we don't have a job, when we just got laid off. You know, our mental health goes into this deep, deep, deep rabbit hole because we don't have a job. I know mine did. I, I didn't feel accomplished i felt like a failure even now sometimes that i have the job that i do which don't get me wrong i am very very blessed and fortunate to have the job that i do and i'm blessed and fortunate that i'm able to afford living on my own and paying for my own bills and doing all that stuff and that's great but um where was i going here where where was i literally going here it just okay i guess it just sucks that that that's what I was basing my worth on. Um, it sucks that, and I've had this conversation before with my boyfriend and, and my friends and everybody else, but um, it just sucks that a lot of the time I base my identity, and a lo- I think a lot, of, a lot of you guys can attest to this, but it sucks basing your identity and your worth on what you do for a living, on your career, on, you know, the thing that you do in the morning when you have to wake up. You know, it sucks that we base our identity so much on that when really it should be on things that make us happy. Think that things that make us fulfilled and that doesn't necessarily have to be a job. You know, we shouldn't be so glued to our jobs. We should have time to decompress and detach from our jobs. Um, It's very hard to do that in a very industrial driven society. Um very very hard I find it very hard to have a work-life balance once I'm back in work in full swing you know I'm gonna get super duper busy that I'm gonna probably neglect my emotional needs a little bit which sucks and that's the reason I'm having to go to therapy sometimes because I neglect my feelings I don't give myself that time to assess how I'm feeling I detach myself a lot from my feelings um and I feel like work does that like we become so desensitized to you know how we're doing the the motion of things that we don't have time to sit there and like fathom okay are we okay are we doing all right like we don't have that we don't give ourselves that time to do introspection and sit down and make sure that we're okay first before we go out into our jobs and, and into the real world, you know? Mm. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and I think I have gone on and on and on and on about how frustrating it is to live the lives that we do and do the jobs that we do and not ever get compensated in the way that we wish we wish to get compensated 
And yeah, maybe this whole podcast episode is just me saying about how unfair life is. And you know what? That's fine. Sometimes we just got to voice out how dissatisfied we can be with our lives. And, and you know, again, I go back to that same argument that I... That I argue, not argument. That same um, concern that I have that I feel like a failure a lot of the times. Because I feel like I could be doing more with my life. That I should be doing more with my life. I should, you know, be striving to be more than a teacher. I want to go back to school. I want to do all these things. It's just so hard to do so. Um, it makes it so hard to do the things you need to do in this country. If you don't have the wealth and the access to those things. If you had wealth easily, all your problems in this country could be easily solved. Everything in this country seems to be solved by money. And just like really anywhere, like money makes the world go round. It really does. And I'm not saying this to glorify money because I don't want to glorify money. But really, the more money you have, the less problems you'll have, at least tangible problems, right? Um, problems that we can fix within our reach, which is so sad, like, that this is how life is, but I guess we can't have, we can't live in a perfect utopia, and there's always got to be inequality and unfairness, because that's what makes the world go round, I guess, sometimes. I don't know where I was getting at this. But yeah, I feel like at my age, I should I should be doing more. I should be more than a teacher. I should be going back to school. I feel like I should be making more money too as well. Like I feel I, I, I was having this conversation with my boyfriend not that long ago. But I'm like, you know, babe, for all the, the jobs I've worked, all the experience I've had, you know, I should be making more money. And, um, you know, he obviously gave me this talk about where he was like, you know, they're you're doing all right you're doing good for yourself you know this is a livable wage that you have you have enough money to sustain yourself and you should be grateful about that and I am but I I still want more I I, I'm I'm never satisfied with what I have and that that in itself is a problem because my satisfaction seems to only be coming from things that will get me other things particularly material things none of these things will fulfill my emotional needs they won't um and that's a huge problem like we're sometimes we're unable to access that part of ourselves that tells us hey we're lacking this emotionally like we don't give each other we don't give ourselves enough time to sit there and process it all we just kind of just go through the motion of things like we're going to be having a breakdown a meltdown during our job time and because of professionalism we choose not to give into it like it would be nice if they gave us time at work to decompress a little bit besides our break times because i do get a lunch break and i do get a another break they're only 30 minute breaks like i mean that is not time to sit there and <laughs> rationalize your meltdown that you just had like an hour ago you know um so we just like we're so robotic sometimes like i really really think about that 
and I'm like I'm like sometimes there's no humanity in the things that go on like in the things that we do like we don't get time to to I guess for lack of a better word air our beans out sometimes the only time we get to do that was is in the confines of our home and even sometimes like if you live in a chaotic environment and you, the last thing you want to do is come home to a chaotic environment where you can't even sit there and cry or express it express what you're feeling in the moment because you feel like you're going to be shamed for it that's the worst feeling ever uh, I can't tell you how many times I, I wish I could have cried but I didn't because I felt like I was going to be judged or made to uh, seen as a wimp for feeling the things that I was feeling you know and that that's really really sad um, that 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 happened um so where was I going with all this? Yeah. Um, the education system is kind of a scam. Not entirely, but it is kind of a scam. Um, I don't think that was the main premise. But is that the word? No. I don't think that's the main topic of interest I wanted to use in this podcast. But I guess that's where we're going. My... I guess my, 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 if I had to offer insight and wisdom on this episode, it's that we need to sometimes take the focus off of what we do for work and take the time and, and, and meditate on what is going to bring us emotional fulfillment and happiness in the end. And it, and it's definitely not work. Now, if you have a job where you're very, very fortunate to do something that you really, really love and you're passionate about and you actually don't see it as work, hey, you've won the lottery. Like, that is the best case scenario, best circumstance to be in. If your job doesn't feel like work, that's, like, the best place to be in. However, if you're not in those circumstances, you know, it can kind of suck because then you're just having to put yourself through the the motion of doing things just for the sake of paying the bills and that's really really sad that for a lot of us for for our parents and for us and a lot of us in this society that's what unfortunately we had to do we just had to sit and go through the motions of like doing something just for the sake of our bills getting paid like there's really really got to be another way to be able to have the time to do what we need to get done but also do things that make us happy you know and i know life isn't always about sunshine and rainbows and happiness no obviously life comes with strife and hardships and all part of part of part of that is is building resilience to all those things right that come at us right but i think it shouldn't always our life shouldn't always be so dreary and dreadful. Um, especially shouldn't always revolve around our work. I mean, what we do for work. Because um, sometimes that's all I ever hear. Like, people talking about their jobs. And, you know... Sometimes people make their jobs their livelihood. And you know what? Again, like I just said it before. If your job is something you are genuinely passionate about... It's something you've always wanted to do. 
and it doesn't feel like a job, it doesn't feel like a chore, that's amazing, right? But if you're on the opposite end of that, right? And you feel unfulfilled in your job, your job makes you unhappy and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then it's hard to find joy sometimes in that. Not just happiness, but joy. Joy is what we're looking for. Um, you know, and I know everyone's going to have bad days. We're all going to have days where we just don't want to show up to work, don't want to do the work, don't want to do anything, frankly. And I think we should be given time. Not in a, not in a, a huge amount of time, but we should be given some time to experience the things we need to experience before we can settle back into reality and i think if we were given more time to to process those things i think work would be so much easier life would be so much easier and we could live possibly more fulfilled lives if if we've given a if we've have given us if we were given that amount of time to do so. But, hey, what do I know? I'm only a 25-year-old that has two cats and is a teacher. And I do love my job, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and say that it's easy because it is not an easy feat that I carry. Is that the word? Feet? Not feet, but fleet. Wait, no. I don't know anymore. I don't have an easy job as a teacher. I don't. I really, really don't. Um, there's times where I'm in the break room during my lunch break crying into my salad. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Really? A salad? Why aren't you crying into like a lasagna or, you know, something more appetizing? You know what, guys? Leave me alone. My salad's are like my favorite thing to eat so they're quick they're easy to make they are very nutritious they can be very very filling if you do them the right way so yeah leave me alone (laughs) i like my salads um anyways but yeah guys let's let's take time to find things that we're passionate about Find things that will bring us some spark of joy. Um, I'm not saying leave your job if you're unhappy. Because obviously some of us have to pay bills. But find some way to not let your job or your circumstance make you bitter. You're allowed to be angry about things that are unfair. But... We also can't sit here and whine and complain about every single little thing that is wrong with society. Because we are also a byproduct of society and we're constantly putting in things and we're constantly putting out things into society. So, but, yeah, a lot of things in this country are a scam. A lot of things. And the way we get paid and compensated is one of those things and it's only getting harder and 
I would like to make more money. I mean, is it really <laughs> that hard to find some way to distribute that wealth? I think the biggest issue that we face in this country and in many, many countries is just wealth distribution. Like, we don't know how to, like, the way in which we distribute wealth in this country and in many, many countries is, is it's unfair. It's not done right, and the little people like me and you and common people end up getting screwed over, and it's not fair how some people get compensated so much for doing so little, and some people get compensated so little for doing so, so much. It really, really isn't fair, but you know what? This little spiel about what's fair and what isn't fair has gone on for too long but anyways thank you guys for tuning in today thank you for hearing out my thoughts about this um what can i say i think that if you want to go to college and if you want to get a higher education degree do it if you can avoid loans do it um if you want to get yourself into loans just read the fine print know what you're getting yourself into really really think hard and look at look it over and and see if there's a way you can minimize the amount of debt you're going to have um also if you don't want to go to college that is perfectly fine go to trade school learn a trade you know or be self-employed i mean if you can hustle and, and and find something that'll make a good amount of money Hey, do it. Um, Be that entrepreneurial person. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Because college definitely is for some people and college definitely isn't for some people. So figure out what you like, figure out what you want to do. And if college isn't in the plans, well, that's fine. If college is in the plans, that's great too. Whatever will let you whatever you think works best for you is what you should do but know that we are constantly getting scammed every day with the amount of debt in this country anyways hope you guys are having a beautiful wonderful morning day or night hope that everyone has been doing well um do not call the podcast number anymore because as i found out in the previous episode it does indeed belong to someone else. It does not belong to me. It was once a Google Google voice number, and now it is not mine. So don't call it, because you will get a random person on the phone, and they will not be very, very happy about that. But if you do want to reach out to me, I have a podcast email. I will link it below. I have the podcast website where you can leave a direct voice message too if you want to be featured on the podcast you can leave it there if you want to be on the podcast you can email me at the podcast email again i'll link it below follow the podcast on instagram follow me on instagram follow me on twitter um as always i will link mental mental health resources in the description box below i pray that you go forth prosper and god bless bye guys have a beautiful beautiful week